Hello, welcome to Binge or Purge, episode five. We made it. We made it. We All the way to the end. We didn't think we are going to make it to five, but here it is. It's the season finale, episode five. We're series. done. Series. Series. <laughs> series finale. Yes. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. We're reviewing shows and movies that are streaming on the big streaming services. I mean, I think that's it. Right? That's about it. And our hope is that you will find something enjoyable and something meaningful that you would not have otherwise ever come across uh, because we sort through, uh, there's so much content, we sort through it, we'll help you find the good stuff. So. There's too much. There's, there's too much. too much content. Yeah. And it's only getting worse. But what did you want to start with this week? Well, I'd like to hear um, that dinosaur show that you like on Showtime. Showtime, yes. <laughs> Game? No, I'm just kidding. Game of Thrones is back. We talked about it last uh, episode. What'd you think? Okay, so as of the recording of this, they have released two episodes, episodes one and two, and uh, now we're awaiting episode three, the big battle at Winterfell, the you know the whole kitten caboodle of what we've all been waiting for. I think people were thinking this battle was going to be at the very end of the season instead of the middle, which I love because that's all, what I thought. By right, the way. right. But all the promos, everything they've been plugging for months, they have shown nothing past episode three. So the three remaining episodes, no one's seen any of the footage. There's only going to be six, six episodes. So as of this coming Sunday night. That'll be the third episode. It's going to be, I think, the longest of the season. And, uh, I mean, could we be any more psyched for this? I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath. Now, some people have been complaining that, oh, these first two episodes have been set up. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what they do at the beginning of a season, even though I know we should all be knowing where everybody is. But I like these character moments. Last Sunday night was all talking, all build up, getting everybody in their places, and if you've been watching this show for as long as I have, or if I, you're a fan of this show, it's the characters that that you love, like all interacting and like you know meeting up when they haven't met before. That's that's what this show is about: is the relationships. I know I, that's what I said in the last episode, but it is about the relationships. So I don't want to hear people complaining. Nothing's happening. You know, everything is happening. These characters. I mean. Jamie Lannister finally sees Bran for the first time since the beginning of season one. And that's huge. These are all the things that you wanted to happen and they're happening now. So quit your bitching people. All right. Well, and my complaint with the series, I I watched the first season. I'd started the second season and then I got kind of lost because there were so many peripheral characters. All the people you knew died in uh, season two or something. Um, This season, they really shrunk back down to the people that you are interested in. So there's, um, you know, everyone, I, f- I feel like everyone in uh, this last episode, I sort of cared about as a character. And it's, this is, I think the my favorite season so far. Really interesting. Well, but, I, I, it, I find that once Cersei blew up the sept at the end of season six, uh, the show has really rocketed forward. Like, thank you, Cersei Lannister for getting rid of all these characters. I did not care about. So bravo, Cersei. I'm on your team for this. Because now it's like, like you said, now it's like really concentrated on the characters that you know and love. Yeah, yeah, it is. And as of Sunday night, you know, it's going to be cut in at least half. 
Because be. it's going to be a bloodbath. It better be a bloodbath because otherwise this show's not being true to itself if it doesn't massacre a massive amount of, of fan favorites. They got to go. Yeah. Now, if someone has never watched the show, could they start, do you think, with this last six episode run? No, and you have no, no motion. No. Strangely enough, I had to go back east. And uh, the first time in my life, I watched an episode of Game of Thrones with my mother. Oh, yeah. And she was like, she like stayed around to watch it. And she was like, what is this show? Because she'd obviously, even my mother's heard. If my mother has heard about Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. that's how huge it is. So she watched about 20 minutes and she was like, meh, okay. She laughed at a Tyrion Lannister joke. And I was like, okay, you've made my life. That's, that's it. I mean, my mom laughed at Tyrion Lannister. And uh, I never thought I'd see that. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I think it's good. I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Uh, so there you go. Game of Thrones is back. Demo's excited. Woo! Joe's, uh, you know, sort of excited. So mm-hmm. it's good. Um, and and uh, it's uh, I think Barry's on right after it. So, I mean, my Sunday nights are basically taken up. By HBO. They, that's that's sort of their thing, right? Is Sunday night is HBO night? Yeah, that's it. Well, they're doing a good job. Um, oh, and I, one last thing. I was going to say... This season, at least the first couple episodes, reminded me a lot of The Sopranos, where not something huge happens every episode, but um, it's interesting enough to see the the characters kind of develop and interact with each other. I mean, I mean for me, I'm interested in, in the character development stuff as much as I am the big events or whatever you want to call them. So. Right. I mean, I couldn't be happier because I get the big event, but I also get all this character dynamics and that's what I'm watching it for to begin with. So, so far this season has been you know, thoroughly enjoyable to me. Yeah, I agree. And it's a beautiful show. I, I don't know if it gets enough credit for... I think it does. Does it? Okay. It oh. does. I mean, it's got more Emmys on the technical level than any show in history. Okay, good. Well, It's, it's getting sure. it. I think Game of Thrones is getting its just desserts. I'm not, I'm not worried about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, all right. All right. And it's a beautiful show. Um, okay, good. So uh, what do you got first? Uh, all right. So, uh, it, it, you know what? I just want to say it is a challenge to find <laughs> something to watch because there's so much to watch. And it's like, what am I? And I needed something quick because I was like, what am I? You know, I, I needed like a, like, a, give me a movie. Just give me, give me a Netflix yeah. original movie that I can knock out. I, you know, I, my, I, I randomly, when I was back East, my friend said, Hey, uh, I watched uh, The Silence. It was pretty good. I'm like, what the hell is The Silence? He goes, oh, it's kind of like uh, A Quiet Place. I'm like, how long is it? He goes, I think it was like an hour and a half. And I'm like, sold. Bad sign. Bad sign. <laughs> Bad sign. Oh, my God. So it's The Silence, Netflix original movie. They didn't necessarily produce it. They bought it, right? They bought okay. it from someone. And they're going to, you know, they're going to, oh, it's a Netflix thing now. And they throw it out there. It's a quiet place, remake, remash, re. Oh, it's garbage. It's <laughs> it's it's terrible. Just getting right down to it. It, right? it, it, it was. It, I mean, it's 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 a pointless. It's a paint by numbers remake of a quiet place mashed up with Bird Box, which was already a ripoff of a quiet place. It's it, it, it's it's like a miscegenation. It's a miscegenation of these movies and. It stars Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci. Who doesn't love Stanley Tucci? He's amazing. Wasted in this movie. Ugh. Not his fault. Not his fault. No part for him. And then the uh, the other character actors are uh, Kieran 
I would never say her name Shipka. right. Shipka? Yeah, Shipka. Kiernan Shipka. Make sure I get it right. Kiernan Shipka, who I like, right, from Mad Men, and now she's got that Netflix show of her own. What's it called? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I believe that's it. I don't know. Okay. They can fact check me on that one, but I think I'm right. Yeah, you were right. For once. <laughs> and then Miranda Otto, who was like, you know, from uh, Lord of the Rings days. And she still works all the time, but never really hit it big. Anyway, the point of it is, this is not the movie that's going to make anybody big. This is a nothing, paint-by-numbers horror movie post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic, I mean, it's happening right now, Mm -hmm. of like monsters, right? Bat monsters. These two, you know, spurlunkers are cave exploring and they crack open a cave and all these, you know, monster, bat, alien, whatever the fucks fly out. Pteranodon types. Pteranodon. I mean, they look like, um, they look like bats and cross with like the creatures from... um, Vin Diesel's Pitch Black. Did you ever see that? Uh, no, but they're all CGI, I assume. Oh, yeah, they're all CGI. Hey, I will say this. In the movie's uh, favor, whether this is good or bad, um, you do see them a lot. It's not something where you're like, what do they look like? Are they only out at night? I don't know. You see these creatures a lot. Like, they spend a lot of time on the design. You get them in daylight, and you get them at night. I mean, it's not like, I don't know what these things look like. You get the creatures. Only problem is... Not scary. Not scary <laughs> so like, at so all. it's like Congo. And Congo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. What a waste. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I haven't even said that, like, the whole thing is that the creatures, they 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 stalk and hunt you based on sound. Yeah. Just like A Quiet Place. It's been done. Completely done. I mean, and then, well, and then I, I read, because I, I had to do research. I had to do research on this movie afterwards, because I was like, yeah. who? So... Like, well, this was me in production at the same time as A Quiet Place. So, you know, we weren't really ripping it. Oh, come on. Who cares? Yeah. Well, it's based on a 2015 horror novel. Right. Another thing based on a book? What? Yeah. How many things are based on books? Like Bird Box, which I loved. It's another book. Huh? Who's? I, I just, they're, these are so <laughs> devoid of any originality. Now, do you know who wrote the screenplay? Yes, I do. And that's 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 the funny thing. Dick Van Dyke's descendants. Yeah. He's got like two brothers or something. Or two, not two brothers. Grand, two, two, two of his grandkids that are brothers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, these guys apparently are famous for doing, let me get this, the term right here, mock busters. Which oh, means that like that? They, they do like, like, uh, like Transformers, but they change the name a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> they actually did a movie called Titanic 2. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest This is the, so they so they yeah, it's like I mean they're 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 <laughs> terrible. Now, I I didn't think this movie even fit in that category though. It wasn't really mocking or sending up the whole idea. They were going they were going for a serious take on this, but these guys, these Van Dykes, they make these these mockbuster movies. So they make almost like um like the King brothers of the 1960s that would make super cheap uh, kind of knockoff B horror movies. Yes. They were represented in, uh, what was it? Uh, John Goodman played one of them, I think. Uh, there was some movie that referenced that whole thing. Trumbo. Okay. Remember Trumbo wrote for the King brothers because no one else would take his scripts. Oh. He was blacklisted. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's anyway, good. They did the same stuff. It was just garbage, but they just made enough of it that um, 
that they could make money, I guess. They right. made them for cheap. So. And perfect place for this movie, Netflix. I mean, why, I, I shouldn't be surprised that I'm coming across movies that are like, have been sitting on the shelf, and here they are on Netflix. Yeah. I think we're giving Netflix too much credit for all these movies because, you know, they're all hit or miss at this point. But this was yeah. just what the – here's the deal. I'm watching going, why is Stanley Tucci in this? Such yeah. a great – I mean, I love Stanley Tucci. I don't know what happened here. Quick paycheck, I guess. Yeah. I don't gotta, know. Got to work. Right. right? Got to – does That's he have probably, to work? That was probably half of their budget. Right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, look at – like I said, the creature design wasn't terrible. And you get to see them, but not scary, pointless, been done a million times better. I mean, Bird Box is a million times better than this, and I hated Bird Box. Really? <laughs> All right? All right. Just to clarify, you hated Bird Box the movie, but you loved the book. Before I go, it does this one thing. This is just a little pet peeve of mine. Uh, Shipka, she's deaf. So they have they have this thing where it's like they do a POV of her hearing, and instead of cutting the silence, they do in this audio trick where they play a high pitched ringing like that tinnitus. I can't listen to it, man. It hurts my ears. Yeah, and they do it seven or eight times in it. Where I had to put in earplugs, and I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't watch this. Like no. it's a horrible choice. It's like, like That's we get it. We get saying. it. She's deaf. Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, it hurt. My ears. Okay, right there when it did that, purge. purge. Purge, purge, purge. The silence, purge. All right, the silence, purge. Netflix, uh, not Netflix original movie, Netflix acquired movie. Yeah. Which uh, also not a good sign because, you know, they don't pay very much. They're not paying millions of dollars for a movie. So somebody, that was their last ditch effort. I'm sure they made it independently and did not break even, but... Um, okay. Well, you know what they should have done real quick on this on the uh, deaf POV uh, in Star Wars, the, uh, the last one where they cut to total silence when that ship was blowing up. Mm-hmm. I think dead silence is so much more powerful because we we're not used to it. Uh, we're not used to uh, just the audio cutting out completely. So I think it would have been a better choice. It sounds like you didn't even see this movie, and you're already making better creative decisions well, than the filmmakers. Go. Well, I wish my grandfather was Dick Van Dyke, and maybe I'd have a, a better career. But uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, okay, my first thing. Now, this is I've been so excited to tell you about this, and I've been so excited to tell everybody. Yes, you've been very cryptic about it in yeah. your text, like, "Oh, I've got something. Yeah, I've got something. I don't want to tell you. Oh, I can't wait." Yeah, the only person I've told about this show is uh, my sister because she's been sick and she's been watching a lot of a uh, net, uh, you know, streaming stuff. So I said, so she's the only one. Uh, now you mentioned in a previous episode that you like Maya Rudolph. I do. And you like Fred Armisen, I assume. Yeah, he can okay. be good. Catherine Keener. I don't like Catherine Keener, but just go along. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm like, I just, I haven't liked Catherine Keener since uh, uh, being John Malkovich. I wanted to strangle her in that movie, and as a result, it's like tainted how I see her in other things. However, she has grown on me, and Catherine Keener, fine. Okay, all right. What I'm getting at the show called Forever. On Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime original show. Have you heard of it? When you say forever, all I think of is the Judy Bloom book from the 70s. You know that book? Uh, I do not. What's it about? It's about uh, a girl and a guy's first teenage love, and it's the first time they have sex. 
Okay, and that's when and disgusting. I know, but when you the whole thing was, you know, uh, when you're in grade school, you try to find the book in your in your school library, and someone had like highlighted or circled all like the dirty parts. Because Judy Bloom was like tales of a fourth grade nothing, super fudge, and it's like, oh, she's got a she's got a dirty sex book. You gotta read it. Anyway, that's forever. Okay, well, it has nothing to do with this show. So this show stars Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen. They're a married couple. Things are getting stale. They're starting to become very bored with one another. That's all I can say without ruining the show. Really? And if you look at like, um, you know, if you just Google it, that's all that any of the like log lines say is a couple becomes bored with each other or something like that. Season one, something very big happens. How many seasons I'm, I'm, we I'm got? Sorry, I'm sorry. Episode one. Uh, there's one season, eight episodes. I think they're about 40 minutes each. This is doable. This is doable for me. I think I did it in three days, not consecutive days, but uh, it's it's so good. It really makes you think about like it's not to be all like philosophical, but uh, there's some uh, thought provoking moments to it. So so I can't really say anything more about the plot. Something big happens in episode one, episode two, and then by episode three we're sort of off and running. Okay. Um. But I had no idea what it was about. I just liked them, and so I started watching it. And by episode three, I was like, well, now I have to watch the whole thing okay. as fast as possible. Okay. The production design, they shoot in all of these houses that look like they're from the 1970s. And it's amazing the way that it looks. The color, everything is so cool looking. Um, that's one of my favorite things. I was debating whether or not to explain uh, what I liked about it because, again, it's I don't want to ruin the surprise for anybody, but there's a, a beautiful moment in episode five um, that uh, that's all. <laughs> that's not much of a. Wow. Thanks for listening. This, is, this has been so yeah. in okay. depth. OK, so episode six, they cut away from the whole like uh, core of the series. They cut away to these two brand new characters and they do a whole a whole episode with two characters that they just introduced for the one episode. It is very interesting choice, and it was really, really good. And the two actors that they chose to um, to use, uh, it was amazing. They they did like uh, basically it's like four acts, and each act is six years apart. So the actors age throughout the uh, throughout the episode. Who are the actors? Uh, no one you've ever heard of. Let's okay, see. they're amazing and. The guy reminded me of Terrence Howard a little bit, but a million times uh, better. Okay. The actors are Hong Chow and Jason Mitchell, and you should know Jason Mitchell. He played Easy E and Straight Out of Compton. Come on, Joe. I wish I could talk more about. You're uh, certainly excited about it, and yeah. at the same time, telling me nothing. You're telling me nothing. I, I all don't I know want is to. all I know is forever on Amazon Prime. Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen, and it's crazy. Alan Yang and Matt Hubbard um, created it. Uh, Alan Yang, you know, from Master of None, Parks and Rec. Okay. So it's it's great. All so right. Binge. Binge. One, this is maybe my strongest recommendation of uh, oh, our first Oh, shit. Yeah, it's that good. And it's only four hours, you know, of, of TV. That's but what I like to hear. I like to hear something you love, 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 and then I can watch in four hours. I don't yeah. have to do this, like, epic commitment. Because yeah. I can't commit to this. I don't have enough time to do my macrame. And now explain what to the folks at home what macrame is. Um, It's like, 
I know it when I see it, okay? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Macrame is a form of textile produced using knotting techniques. You know, I'd like to know who at Amazon is in charge of marketing their Prime Originals because this show should be winning Golden Globes and Emmys and everyone should be watching this show. And it's, I've, again, never met anyone who's heard of it. All Amazon Prime promotes is Maisel, and now Hannah, 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 and I'm oh, like, we'll get uh. to that in a future episode. Okay. Well, what was the sh- the um, uh, the guy from the Office, uh, the Jack Ryan show? They yeah. started promoting that 18 months before the pilot. I know. I kept going, when is this show coming out? And it's <laughs> it's like next year. I'm like, next year. I've seen the billboards for the past eight months. Yeah. So they, I don't know why they promoted the crap out of that, and they won't touch some of their other shows that are the. I mean, Jack Ryan was great, but this this shows different it might even be better and just nothing behind it so all right that's why we're here man. right this is it i mean honestly i would i'm getting something out of this right now like finally for once i'm like oh i'm getting value out of this podcast there you go that makes one so that is (laughs) right so that is forever on amazon prime and it's a major major binge from joe major binge now do we have a we have a sponsor, I think, right? We do have a sponsor Let's this week. Our sponsor is alcohol. Hmm. Feel like you can take on the world, or at least that asshole at the end of the bar. Alcohol. Centuries of keeping families together and splitting them apart. Alcohol. You know your favorite Aunt Stephanie? She wouldn't be here without it. Alcohol. Always there when you need it really there when you don't alcohol go to your local watering hole and give your bartender promo code binge or purge 9906753 and watch as he kicks you out alcohol how much proof do you need drink it very good okay thanks to our sponsor <laughs> hey we got to pay the bills folks um, okay, great. Thanks to our sponsor, Alcohol. I have mixed feelings about that, but okay. Uh, what do you got next? Next is a series. Uh, we're going back to Amazon Prime because uh, why not, right? We're always doing Netflix stuff, I think, too much. We got two shows on Amazon Prime that are definite binges. I'm letting you know right now this is a binge. It's Patriot. Two seasons. Now, I got to preface, I only watched the first season. Because I ran out of time and I couldn't get to the second one. Even though season one ends, like, let's go right into season two. Like, let's keep going. But I watched the first ten episodes in season one. Season two has eight episodes. Now, this show premiered uh, originally at the end of 2015, and they only released the pilot. And then the remaining episodes didn't come out until early 2017. Now, Amazon did that weird pilot program. Remember where they would, I don't know if you remember this, they would do four pilots and then they would just let them sit there for like six months and then whatever was most popular, they'd make the series. That's how Sneaky Pete got made. That's why Sneaky Pete, the first episode and second episode are like a year and a half apart. See, I did not know this. I I, I was looking at them and I'm go, what was the delay? I, wow, you thank you. Yeah. I had, didn't know I didn't know this was how they how they operated because I was like, yeah. what what's with the huge gap? Yeah, and they would accept, they were, I don't know if they still are, but they will accept submissions from anybody. So you could submit a pilot uh, if you want, and then they'll put it in development, um, and then they'll make, I think they were doing four of them, and then whatever was most popular, that's how the show Mad Dogs 
got made. There was some show they only did a pilot. It was with Rachel Dratch. It was the most flawed premise I've ever seen on television. It made zero sense. Uh, that one didn't make it past pilot. But uh, they were churning out pilots for a while, so that's probably why the gap was. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, thank you for explaining that to me because I was questioning it. I didn't understand the logic behind it. And then season two uh, was released uh, late last year. Now, I've got to get to season two. I'm almost like after this, I'm going to go start it up. But it is a dramedy. I mean, I think the word dramedy was created for this show. Uh, The premise is there's an intelligence officer formerly with the State Department. And he's going like deep undercover because he has to stop Iran from developing nuclear technology. And he has to do that by becoming a mid-level employee at a Milwaukee industrial piping company. What? Mm. Now, this show came to me recommended by two people that there's opinions I completely respect. Strangely enough, one of them was in the intelligence agency. Does it take place in Milwaukee? Part of it does, and a lot of it takes place in Luxembourg because the Milwaukee company, they do business in Luxembourg that then does business with Iran. Okay. So our, our protagonist... He has to get into this company so that he can go to Luxembourg to deal with his mission. That's that's it. Okay. That's the show. Now, it doesn't have a particularly famous cast. The lead is a guy named Michael Dorman. I've never seen him in anything. He's a New Zealand actor. I guess he's prolific down there, but certainly I didn't recognize him at all. I've not seen him in anything else. So, whatever. But... It did have one of my favorite character actors in the whole world. When I saw his name come up in the credits, I went, oh, yeah, Kurtwood Smith. Mm-hmm. From I, that 70s show. From that 70s show. I've loved him since RoboCop back in 87. The guy is fantastic. He's awesome in this. So good. He plays such uh, – he's so good. I loved him. He was my one of my favorite characters. And then, lo and behold, who else is in it? Terry O'Quinn who I love as well. Now, if you, who's Terry O'Quinn? Terry O'Quinn is Locke from Lost. Okay. Ding dong. I'll take your word for it. Oh, you never watched Lost? No. What? No. You I didn't, didn't watch Lost? No, there's two shows I've never watched that I just I just chose to do other things. One was Lost and one's Breaking Bad. I've never seen an entire episode of either of those. <gasps> Joe! Are you kidding me? Do you want to continue doing this? <laughs> I listen. I know. I okay, just, I I'm passed. just letting you know. As much as, as as much as Lost fell apart and was hit or miss, it's still it. My top one of my top ten TV shows of all time. Breaking Bad is my top five. I can't believe you haven't seen either of these. I'm gonna let this okay. go. All right, but I'm we'll I'm letting. Come, I'm making we'll, a note right now. Whoa, dude! We'll come, no we'll Lost and no it. Breaking Bad. No, I just uh, your credibility is like in the dumps, man. All right, well, we'll come back to it. Uh, All right, time. so you don't know who Terry O'Quinn is. I'm sure everybody else on the planet watched Lost, and they know who Locke is, and they know who Terry O'Quinn is, and they're like, oh, yeah, Kurtwood Smith, Terry O'Quinn, sign me up. Yes, this is so well-written, so well-acted, so well-shot, directed. Um, it's not perfect by any means. It wasn't like, oh, my God, everyone has to watch this. This is incredible. But interesting enough engaging enough and funny enough you say you never watched Breaking Bad there are elements of Breaking Bad in this and that 
the lead character, um, I should, I'm going to give him his name. It's um, John Taver, but he goes as John Lakeman the whole time. Lakeman, Lakeman, Lakeman. Um, he gets himself in situations that, like, no way is he going to get out of this. No way. Very similar to how uh, Walter White would in Breaking Bad. You're like, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. I don't know how they're going to write their way out of this. It's a clever show. Now, I only watched the first season, but it's enough for me to recommend it as a binge for sure. Okay. Um, I laughed out loud several times. Like, full on, like, that is some hilarious shit. All I'm saying is... It's a binge. Patriot. Okay. Amazon Prime. Definitely recommend. Okay. And it's one of the things, it's, it's not going anywhere. I'm sure it's coming back for a third season. Um, strangely enough, I talked to my two friends that recommended it. And one said, oh man, I love season two even more than season one. And my other friend said, eh, season two isn't as good as season one. So it's that's not, up in the not air. coming back? It is. It is coming it back. It is going to come back for season three. Hold on there, Demo. Patriot has not been picked up for a third season yet, and even if it does get picked up, it won't come back for some time. Would you describe it as a thriller? It has thriller elements, absolutely, but it's it's I wouldn't call it a thriller show. It's it's a drama, it's a comedy, and it's it's exciting. It's exciting, but it's very quirky. It's a quirky show to say the least. And if you if you like that, I recommend it for sure. It was fun. It's a fun show. Now it takes, it's a couple times. I remember I had to text my buddy and I'm like, I'm confused because I'm stupid. And he, he goes, no, no, all this will, will straighten itself out. And by the next episode, I was back on track. So I got a little confused at one part. Also, I've noticed I'm watching all these shows with subtitles now. Everything is closed captioned. Well, there's like, a lot of stuff. You, you mean you, in like French subtitles or no, I'm caption? saying I'm saying the English I'm closed captioning everything <laughs> lately. Okay. Cause I just feel like I'm I, like, sometimes I'm missing stuff. I'm having to like back it up for the 10 seconds. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm reading these shows. <laughs> I'm not watching these shows. I'm reading these shows. Okay. You're aging yourself a little bit. I know. Right? I know. But gotcha. look at, here's the thing. Patriot, not the Patriot, just Patriot. Amazon prime seasons one and two binge okay there you have it um my uh, second thing is a netflix original movie uh, this was produced in association with awesomeness awesomeness is a production studio that does youtube videos a lot of them don't need to be made but they are interested in creating content mm. um two words that worry me when it comes to filmmaking or television making are creating content because it, then it just seems like you're just printing blank pages of paper. Um, so I went into this with low expectations. There's a, the movie is called the perfect date. Uh, now not to be confused with uh, best date ever, which I keep getting, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's called the perfect date. This is like a, what is this, like a teenage comedy or something? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, it, it, it sort of bills itself that way. And it's all over Netflix homepage and stuff. Um, it sort of looks like she's all that. I don't know if, if you're yep. under the age of uh, 25, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but it does have sadly kind of, I'm over it. <laughs> it, uh, it has that kind of teen rom-com thing to it. Um, I watched it just because it was, I feel like if I didn't watch it, it would never get off of my screen. 
and I would never see anything else. It, it ended up being more like Can't Hardly Wait with a little bit of like Roxanne or the, uh, Cicero type of stuff in it. You mean Cyrano de Bergerac? What did I say? Cicero. I meant to say Steve Martin. He was in Roxanne, right? Steve Martin was in Roxanne, okay. which is based on Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Cicero. All right. Who the hell is Cicero? <laughs> I have to look it up. Cicero was a Roman statesman, orator, lawyer, and philosophical writer. Anyway, the cast of this show, you probably haven't seen. Uh, there's some YouTubers in it and stuff. Matt Walsh plays the dad. Matt Walsh is good. Yeah, he's good in it. The only person I recognized was Camilla Mendez from Riverdale, uh, who's just so gorgeous. Uh, she's on Riverdale. The oh, artist. I know. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm aware. I'm aware. Luke Perry was on it. Sadly. Oh yeah, that's right. They, that's he, right. They, they they broadcast his final episode the other night. That's all oh, I know really? of Riverdale. It's uh, it's surprisingly good, I, I think. But anyway, she she's in it and uh, she's super hot. The lead, uh, Laura Morano is her name. I haven't heard of her. I'm not exactly sure what else she's done, but she's very sweet in it. And uh, the guy. Uh, his name is Noah Centennial. Uh, he's good. He's he's super. He's like six four, so it's hard to buy him. I as, hate him. I hate six four guys. Yeah, it's screw right. him. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's hard to buy him as a uh, high school uh, student because he's he's probably thirty, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but he's good. He's good. He reminded me a little bit of uh, like a Mark Ruffalo or Ethan Embry. He he turned out to be a lot softer and um, more likable than the way that he looks. Does that make sense? Sure, I guess. My, my question is, if I'm me, which I am, mm-hmm. why am I going to watch this? I'm not really sold on it. I'm not big on teenage rom-coms. <laughs> just in, just now, I, now I have a... This is a, the guy a, that recommends the Judy Bloom sex book. It is. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a seminal, seminal part of my uh, uh, adolescence. But Edge of 17 was fantastic and that's basically like a teenage rom-com in some respects that was the last movie of that genre that i thoroughly enjoyed edge of 17 if this is edge of 17 ish i'll buy in but right now i'm just like i don't know now i've got buddy i got a friend of mine he loves this stuff so hey i'm just saying this doesn't sound like my bag of my thing here it, it probably isn't um it's probably not yours uh it but it's it's not as goofy or as young uh, as it looks. It, it it is a pretty mature uh, script. There's a good message. It it's not. I really thought it was going to be cheesy and mm-hmm. stupid. Uh, it wasn't. There's great music in it. A bunch of unheard of bands and stuff, um, which I really like. I don't know if we have something between binge and purge, but I'll say if you like stuff that's a little fluffy, yeah, binge watch it. It's it's good. If you're demo and you uh, you prefer sci-fi and Game of Thrones and that type of stuff, then um, and cartoons, remember? And cartoons, oh, I love yeah. cartoons. Anything with animated robots or CGI uh, animals, demos all over. Um, not everyone's gonna like it, but I think a lot of people will like it. So I'm gonna say binge. All right, that's that's legit. It's, you you like know what? It? It's perfect for an airplane. If you're going on an airplane, <laughs> it's perfect. So I'll 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 say uh I'll say bench. Uh, not for nothing. Uh, last week when I was on the plane, I watched uh, the absolute worst movie to watch on an airplane. Yet it was a great movie. Was First Man 
with Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Oh, I hated that. You hated it. I loved it. Really? I love. I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was so well made. I thought. Yeah, it was. It was slow. It definitely took its time. But I. I thought it was thoroughly engaging. And I kept thinking, an airplane is the worst place to experience this movie because it's such a you know a, a visual and and you know sound effects driven movie. And you're watching on an iPad, but. Uh, I'm not even watching. I'm watching it through one headphone, okay? Because oh, my yeah, girlfriend yeah. is splitting it with the other one, right? Oh. On like a screen where the the captain keeps buzzing in, going, you know, oh, you might want to take your seat now. <laughs> We're gonna experience some turbulence. I'm like, as long as I have as much turbulence as they're uh, experiencing in this movie, I'm fine. But that anyway, movie won a lot of awards for sound design. It so. should have. It should have. Even even in my one earbud, I could tell it deserved it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. Okay, so let's recap real quick. Uh, the Silence, Netflix, not original movie, but a movie that only um, went to Netflix. Demo says Purge. The purge. Forever, Amazon Prime original series. Binge, 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 says Joe. Uh, Patriot, Demo says. Oh, that's a binge, and that's on Amazon Prime. And finally... The Perfect Date, Netflix original movie, surprisingly good, I'll say, binge for most I'll, people. I'll say, hey, leave it on in the background. How about that? Well, I like it if I have it on in the background. It's okay. I mean, just because Camila Mendez is in it is worth it uh, for me, but it's uh, it's good. Airplane movie. If you're on an airplane, binge. Okay. So that's it. What are we looking forward to? It just came out yesterday. You and I are both looking forward to this. Cobra Kai season two. We both love season one. I couldn't be more excited. I'm hoping it's as good as season one. Cobra Kai season two on YouTube originals now. It's called YouTube. No, YouTube premium. What the hell is it called well, now? Well, they called it YouTube Red. Now it's not that it's anymore. YouTube originals. YouTube, I think, so. But it, isn't it called on YouTube? It's, an, it's a YouTube original on YouTube premium. Could, I don't, could be. I, I, what, it's on YouTube that you got to pay for. Yeah. Right? You get 30 days free. This is the time to sign up because you can watch that and you can watch Weird City, which I recommended a couple episodes ago. So right. I am equally excited. Season one was incredible. It put YouTube originals on the map completely. Yeah. I never would have watched anything on YouTube if it were not for the show. And now I've watched a couple different things on there. Um, so whatever they invested in it was worth it. They got my 10 bucks a month right now. Right. I'm super excited about it as well. So we'll be talking more about Cobra Kai. And if you don't know what Cobra Kai is, it's a uh, sort of a reboot of the Karate Kid. It's not really a reboot, though. It is it is it is a continuation no. of the story. Continuation. Definitely. Right. I feel like, you know, Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid 2, forget about 3, forget about the Jackie Chan, Jada, Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith, Smith whatever, <laughs> right? And then uh, the one with uh, uh, Hillary Swank. Forget that. Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid 2, and the continuation of the Daniel LaRusso, Johnny, I just know him as Johnny, their story. Johnny Law. Johnny Law, no. Johnny Lawrence. Johnny. Yeah, you're right, Mr. Lawrence. Let's see what kind of fan am I. It took me a while. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence. Right, yes. If, hey, here's the thing. We'll review it when we can, but just say if you love the Karate Kid, even if you mildly like the Karate Kid, you get you're gonna enjoy this yeah. show. I I mildly liked the Karate Kid because I mean it came out. I was very young when it came out. I remember my older brother uh, had it had it on VHS, so I I wasn't like in love with the movie, 
but this show is so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you need to go back and you probably should go back and watch the first movie if you've never seen it, but uh, the series is incredible. The kid they got is amazing. The whole cast is good. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it shocked me at how much I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite things of last year. Well, we are out of time, and um, that's ep- episode five, man. Episode five in the bag. Thank you all so much. Yeah, let's thank everybody because we uh, have, surprisingly, to us anyway, have gotten some traction with our like ratings and our uh, iTunes popularity. We were in the new and noteworthy section on the front page of the iTunes podcast store. Now I knew that we were a new show. I did not know that we were noteworthy. So we are that, noteworthy. That was good news. That's uh, right. For me. And also, uh, as always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Jessica Greer. Our social media, how can people get a hold of us and tell us what they like and or don't like? Um, you tell me, man. Facebook.com slash something slash binge or purge. Oh, that's original. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of the show. Right. Uh, there's a Twitter coming. There's a Twitter coming once I figure it out. I mean, I, <laughs> I make it, I make it, and then it's like, you know, send the verification code to your email, and I send it, and nothing's there. But we're, I'm going to make oh. it happen. We're going to get a Twitter account, so you can ignore that. You'll love it. Stop the presses. The Twitter account is up. Follow us at Binge or Perch. Uh, bingeorpurge.com there's a website our email is bingeorpurgepodcast at gmail.com yeah so send us a message leave a review in the iTunes store um, call us on our cell phones during the middle of the workday whatever you want to do but, yeah. uh, let us know what you think we'd love to get feedback thanks for listening thank you so much goodbye goodbye